Is Aaron Rodgers really not a top 10 quarterback in fantasy? Why Aaron Jones could be running back one this season in fantasy, plus the Mike McCarthy experience in Dallas, the Packers-Cowboys rivalry. Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Dynasty is here to talk about all of it. You are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Marcus Mosher from Locked on Cowboys and Locked on Dynasty here to talk about some Packers fantasy players. Guys who might be a little lower than you think they should be. And some guys who could produce at a higher level than you think they might. Plus... The Mike McCarthy experience in Dallas so far, why Marcus is a little more bullish on it than a lot of Cowboys fans. The Packers-Cowboys rivalry is 2016 as painful for them as it is glorious for Packers fans. A lot of fun stuff in our conversation with Marcus today. But before we get there, let's talk about a new sponsor on Locked On Packers, and that is Dave. There have been times in all of our lives, times certainly in my life, where I didn't have the money to go quite as far as I wanted it to go. Money can only be stretched so thin. Well, if you need a little extra money, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, or just want a little extra boost, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank or buy a wedding gift or just catch up on bills. There's no interest and no credit card Needed. Millions of people have already downloaded Dave to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E and sign up for the extra cash app to get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Joining me now from Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Dynasty, our friend Marcus Mosher. And, and Marcus, it is great to have you here. Uh, we're going to talk a, a wide variety of topics. And a conversation we had the other day spurned this uh, on-camera, on-the-record discussion because uh, we had a, a little Locked On Podcast Network fantasy numbers come out on, on quarterback rankings. And Aaron Rodgers, not in the top 10. I pointed out uh, Aaron Rodgers basically always finishes in the top Mm -hmm. 10, even in his quote unquote down seasons. And I thought you laid out a compelling uh, case for why he was going to be outside the top 10. And yet you also said, yeah, if he's like QB six or QB seven, that seems like the most likely outcome, but just (laughs) lay out the case for me. Yeah. First and foremost, it's really weird to see any list of quarterbacks and not see Aaron Rodgers on it, right? Like that's just weird in general. And I think that's probably part of the reason you push back a little right. bit on Matt's list, right? But 
for fantasy, we got to remember that rushing upside and potential, that's the most important thing because all of these quarterbacks are going to throw between 4,000 and 5,000 yards. All of them are going to throw between 28 and 40 touchdowns. It's just, can you find the quarterback that's also going to get you 600 yards rushing and six to eight rushing touchdowns? We've got a feeling that we know the top three-ish quarterbacks, right? It's going to be... Josh Allen, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, maybe we'll see about Justin Herbert, but quarterbacks four through 12, not a lot of difference uh, there, Peter. So at that point, you're just taking upside. If I had to bet on Aaron Rodgers, where he's going to finish, I quarterback five, quarterback six, but there's not going to be a lot of points per game difference between quarterback five and quarterback 12. So take a Trey Lance at quarterback nine, take a Justin Fields a little bit later because of his rushing potential. Take maybe even somebody like Dak Prescott, hoping he can run more. You just get a little bit more upside. You are probably not going to convince my listeners to do that, but I understand why in a, in a vacuum that that is a smart thing to do. Um, My guess is most of the fantasy leagues that my listeners are in Aaron Rodgers is going a round or two too high that uh, Aaron Jones is going to go a round or two too high. All those things. I've seen some split thoughts on Aaron Jones. And so I'm interested in in your perspective on him because there are some who go, well, look, uh, someone's got to get those, those catches. And, and he was, I, I believe third in targets or receptions last season. He got a lot of them uh, when Devonte Adams was out. He was, it was build the whole plane out of Aaron Jones. And yet the flip side of that is Ada Dillon is really good. Last year, he got a lot of touches, and we assume if he's healthy this year, he's going to get a lot of touches. So how do you see that interplay from a fantasy perspective this season? All right, so Packers fans that were a little bit down on me because I'm not loving Aaron Rodgers in fantasy because he hasn't thrown for 4,300 yards in any of the last three seasons. little shot there. Uh, you're, You're going to be back in here now with Aaron Jones. If there's one player in fantasy that I'm absolutely leaving my drafts with drafts with this year, it's Aaron Jones over Mm. on underdog fantasy. I've been drafting him in the second round, sometimes getting him in the third and fourth round, which is absolutely insane. I just don't see a way that he doesn't catch 40 to 50 balls. At least Um, he's going to get 200 rushing attempts. They're going to use him as a red zone runner. And I think green Bay is going to play a more ball control brand of offense plus Peter he's hashtag good at the game right like (laughs) I I think Matt LaFleur is smart enough to realize hey Aaron Jones is our best offensive player how can we get him 275 touches this year and best utilize his skill set I would not be surprised if this is the best year of his career I really wouldn't and, and that's saying something because in 2019, he was unbelievable. Uh, we don't have to talk about what happened when when the Packers played the Cowboys that season and Devontae Adams didn't play and what Aaron Jones did in that game. Uh, but if you if you look at the games in which um, Devontae Adams didn't play in the game, the games in which he did, the difference for Aaron Jones is almost double the receiving production. Uh-huh. And if you if you project out 17 games of no Devontae with the pr- receiving average for Aaron Jones, it's almost 850 yards in receiving on the season. If he puts those kinds of numbers together, oh, we could be talking about like RB1. Yeah. Over the last three seasons, he's averaging 50 receptions. If I set the over-under on catches this year at like 60, I mean, I, I think I would take the over there. Would you? I think so. And, and that's a, that's a big, that's a big thing. Obviously in fantasy, if you're a half point PPR PPR, I, I prefer half point PPR. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
let's let's pivot a little bit. Hold on, I want before we do. I said something when we were talking about quarterback rushing. Explain to me why we haven't fixed this. Why haven't we fixed the 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 over-indexing of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks? Quarterbacks are the most important position. All the scoring is done by computers. We're not like guy taking all the box scores out of the newspaper and having to do the hand the the math by hand. Why are the quarterback numbers so skewed? Fix this. Yeah, I, I mean, especially when you play like in a a decimal scoring league where a, a nine r- yard rush is worth more than a 20 yard completion. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense to me either. Right. But I get it. If you, if you take passing yards from traditionally, you know, you get one point for every 25 passing yards to one point for every 10 passing yards, quarterbacks end up becoming by far the highest scoring players on your team. I mean, I don't have a problem that, with that because eventually it would normalize a, a little bit, right? You just would value quarterbacks a little bit more. But well, and guess what? They're the most important player on the field in in what we call real football. So ex- I don't care exactly. if, if if it's over important in fantasy because there it's not over important. It's regular important. That, that's why I am a big proponent of having leagues that give you points for like completions, and you can get like a point two points for a completion. You get point you know minus point one for an incompletion just that so better quarterbacks like a Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady have the same fantasy value as a Justin Fields or as a Daniel Jones or like this one's ridiculous Jalen Hurts is so much more of a fantasy asset than Aaron Rodgers but on the actual football field it's not even close I wish they were a little bit closer tied together you know from actual fantasy or actual performance on the field of fantasy performance. It's, it's one thing to be like, okay, I need to value running backs because there's only so many of them who, who, yes. who I'm, I'm pretty sure are going to impact the game. And the rest is just a crap shoot. We've, we've even moved away from that a little bit, right? Like it's <laughs> not your, your first round is not now, especially in half point or full PPR leagues, not all running backs in a league where running backs are pretty replaceable. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go out and get receivers and just load up in receivers. And if you can just find, you know, 20 points from two running backs later on in your draft, you're fine. You're fine. I look, look, you are, you're preaching the choir on that one. All right. I want to ask about Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Because I thought a couple of years ago, uh, after he left green Bay, that the, the perfect fit for him was actually in Cleveland when I they agree. hired, um, Freddie, uh, guest half bathrooms, as I like to call him. Um, and I just thought from a culture standpoint, he, he can come in and, and do the things that you need from a cultural standpoint. He will set the tone in a way that is important. The cowboy fit was always a little wonky for me because the standard there is always Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and, and, and Jerry Jones is the culture setter there, um, for, for, for good and, and for ill, whatever, whatever that is. How have you, how do you view that experiment so far such that it is an, an experiment at all? Uh, presumably this is not an experiment. They're trying yeah. to win titles. So we're going into year three and I almost throw out the 2020 year because that was the year that that got hurt. It was also right. a COVID year and things were just wonky, right? It's, it's really hard to get any kind of judgment based on that team. So just throw away that season. Let's, let's look at 2021. Cowboys had the number one offense in the league. Uh, they were top five in defense. They were, I believe, number two in overall DVOA. And they lost in round one to the playoffs against a good 49ers team. It happens. I, I, I know that the standard is Super Bowls. I get it. But I don't think last year's Cowboys team was a fluke. I think he put them in a good position to make a run. 
and it ultimately didn't happen. I, I think he is a good coach. I just don't think he's a great coach. And I think there's only a couple of coaches on Sundays that give you a massive advantage. I don't think he's one of them, but he certainly isn't a bad coach. And I think he takes far too much hate and blame on Twitter. The, the, the weird special teams, like calamity issue. Like I think we remember that a lot and forget that this was a team that was like scoring 30 points a game and looked unbelievable at times. And I get it because this is a lot of the same script that, that followed from those Packers seasons for reasons that I don't think are Mike McCarthy's fault. It's just one of those weird things. The Packers had the exact same thing happen. They were a really good offense and they lost to the 49ers. Like it was almost bizarre it that, that it, it happened to Matt LaFleur and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. It, it it's just football's, Weird. And I think that good coaches just consistently get you, they give you chances, right? To make a run. And I think that's what Mike McCarthy has historically done. And if you want to look at a game that shows why Mike McCarthy is a good coach, he, they went up to Minnesota on a Sunday night football game Hmm. without Dak Prescott, without Tyron Smith at left tackle and Cooper rushed through for almost 400 yards. And they put up 30 points against Minnesota and won that game. Bad coaches don't really do that. So I, I, again, he's not a top five coach. I think he's probably somewhere between eight to 13 and you can argue where he's at, but um, he's fine. And I think Cowboy fans are kind of accepting that right now. I, I don't ask this to be mean. I promise. I'm generally, I'm genuinely curious. And, and it's something that I've, that I've talked to some other Cowboy fans about the Jared cook play. And the finish of that game. That is, I think, right now, the signature throw, the signature play of Aaron Rodgers' career. Do Cowboys fans look at that as the number one seed and, and this, this awesome team that they put together as, as the missed opportunity on the other end of the spectrum where Packers fans view it as this incredible moment? Do, do, do Cowboys fans experience the flip side of that where like this was this incredible disappointment? Two things. The the play that happened, I think, two plays prior to that, Jeff Heath sacked mm. Aaron Rodgers. And I still to this day don't know how Aaron Rodgers didn't fumble that ball. That's <laughs> the more improbable play because Jeff Heath was unblocked and swipes right down on his arm. That ball comes out. And even if Green Bay recovers it, I mean, they probably aren't getting in field goal range. That's almost the more impressive play to me. Um, but to answer your question, no, I I don't look at that 2016 team as the season or the year that got away. I actually think it was the 2014 one. I think the 2014 team, mm. the Dez catch, that team was much better. And remember, the Cowboys in 2016 had a rookie Dak Prescott, right. a rookie Ezekiel Elliott. I have some major doubts about what they would have done in the championship game in the Super Bowl. I just I don't think Dak was ready for that moment. But 2014 with Tony Romo who beat Seattle earlier in the season. There was just a more well-balanced team. That's the team that I really think could have won the Super Bowl. But you think Des caught it is the problem. Well, I mean, he did. So (laughs) and even Mike McCarthy admitted it eventually. (laughs) Well, Mike McCarthy admitted it when he was in Dallas. So it's a little, (laughs) a little different in that situation. Um, handicap the NFC for me, because I've been talking about this a lot over the course of the last few weeks and few months. I'm sure you have as well on, on, on your show. 
when you look at the NFC contenders, I, I feel like the Cowboys a little bit because of the way the last season ended, they, they have not been in the mix the way that maybe they should be. I, I know they really they're still the favorites the in the roster. East. They, they, they really haven't improved the roster. I mean, if you're just looking at it, they lost to Mari Cooper, Lyle Collins, yeah. Connor Williams, Cedric Wilson, Randy Gregory. I mean, the roster is just not better. It's, I mean, it's just a fact. Now that doesn't mean the Cowboys can't win the division, but uh, did anyone get better in the NFC at the top though? Like the, I think the Rams are worse. I think the Bucks are worse. I think the Packers are worse. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing, right? I feel like all these teams took a step back. <laughs> so it, it's going to be weird because I think there's a clear cut top four or five teams in the NFC, right? You And you mentioned the teams, but would it be completely shocking to if a team like the saints just went on a run and Jameis played really well. And they're the, the representative in the NFC. If Michael it, Thomas it is playing, no, it won't, it won't surprise me. It won't surprise me. So if I had to bet on a team to make it to the Super Bowl. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show. I think it's Green Bay. I think they probably have the highest floor of any other team in, in the conference. But I think there'll be one or two teams that surprise us from, from the conference. Uh, let me throw this at you before we finish. Um, I was talking about this the other day on my show, and I, I tweeted it out. And I, and I think we even talked about it a little bit on Twitter. Um, I, I said, you know, the, the Cowboys went from bottom eight in DVOA to top five in DVOA in one season, basically. And, and um, a lot of that is Micah Parsons. A lot of that is turnovers. Oh, that's right. You mentioned turnovers. That was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, Quinn, Dan Quinn was, was a big part of that. And I said, okay, well, why can't the Packers do the same thing? They get Jair Alexander um, back. Um, they bring in Quay Walker. They get a, another season of, of Rashawn Gary's development. They've got this really good secondary. Like, why can't they do this? Talk me out of it from the Cowboys perspective of like, well, that was actually more nuanced than you realized. I mean, turnovers are just really fluky, right? Like Cowboy fans went for this long stretch where I think there was like 25 games that they had like two interceptions. Like it was a long time that they just could not buy a turnover. And last year they had multiple four interception games. Like it's just so hard to repeat that. And it's not that the Green Bay can't do that. It's just, it's really hard to predict that. Um, and then injuries, right? And the Cowboys saw this last year. Like we, after week one, Demarcus Lawrence gets hurt. Randy Gregory gets hurt. The secondary is all beat up and you can go long stretches with the defense, just not playing well. But one of the reasons why I do like Green Bay's defense is point to me a hole. Like as we're going into the season right now on that depth chart, where if you're an offensive coordinator, right? Who's the one spot or the one player you're trying to attack? Because I don't really see it. Like it might be Eric Stokes, but I thought Stokes played better as the year went on last year. He was so good in the second half. I, I think the answer, frankly, is Quay Walker because he's a rookie. And and if he's well, we don't and, we don't he's a first round pick coming to play. And we know those guys can come in and play. And it's not right. like Quay Walker hasn't played in some big games before against some really good talent. Yeah, exactly. It's that is that is I think the counter to even the most cynical Packer fans of like, well, we thought this defense is going to be good before. Okay, but that was with like Kevin King playing. Yeah, Kevin King is not playing anymore. So yep. I, I'm with you. I think this, I think it's important to set the expectations high because they should be high. Yep. And you can, you can live in that cynical, well, I'd rather set the expectations lower and then the upside. Like I, I don't, I don't live in that world. I, I, I guess I understand it, but um, maybe we'll get another, I thought for sure we'd get Packers Cowboys in the playoffs um, last season. Um, it just seemed both, right. Both like, teams kind like of we screwed gonna, it up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like we were going to get Mike McCarthy against Aaron Rodgers. It was we still be, might. Fox was going to love it, right? Hey, we still might. So <laughs> the, 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 neither of their careers are over. So we, we still might get it. Um, and, and I hope we do get it. Um, and, and we will get, um, we will get it this season, which is, is great. I'm not looking forward to that game. Just by the way, <laughs> the well, we schedule is pretty easy, but there's like three games in there. It's like, uh, jeez, here's Aaron Rodgers. It's the boogeyman one more time. Well, I look forward to our crossover that week. I appreciate you joining me on a uh, summer Friday and uh, we'll, we'll talk down the line. Thanks, Marcus. Of course, Peter. All right. Thanks to Marcus for joining the show. Awesome chat with him. Another summer Friday in the books. We will be back next week with another three day week doing that until training camp opens at the end of July. So plenty more to get to here in the next few weeks before uh, training camp opens. The pads go on and we have a lot of fun. We can talk about Aaron Rodgers and his new receivers, which he talked about on Pat McAfee. We can talk about the additions that the Packers made. We can talk about additions they might still make, schematic changes, all kinds of fun stuff still on the docket in the next few weeks. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest developments, league news. Uh, we've got baseball. We've got golf. We've got racing of, of all types. F1 is huge right now. Um, and then futures, NBA futures. NFL futures. I laid down some money on some NFL futures yesterday, as a matter of fact, because there's some there's some things I like, some things I like. I listen. You, you go look, find those Rashawn Gary Defensive Player of the Year odds. I'm telling you, get on that now. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're gonna be back next week. A lot more to get to here. Um, got some fun interviews that I want to bring your way. I'm gonna be on vacation in a couple weeks, but we're still gonna have shows, which means more interviews, less me talking, more other smart people talking, or just smart people talking. Let's not even include me in that. Uh, and and so that means a lot of great stuff for you guys. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775. Stay Locked On Packers.